ones turning your home into a roller coaster of emotions. Well, Mama, whether you've clicked on this episode in a joyous smile or a bucket of tears, you are welcome here. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to another episode of The Energized Mama, the podcast that empowers you to nurture little hearts and minds, recharge your own energy, and navigate this crazy maze of raising little ones without losing your sanity. I'm your host, Cheyenne Clayman, and today's topic is, to be completely honest, pretty raw. We're looking at something every parent knows well, those moments when our little angels turn into, well, tiny emotional tornadoes. I want you to picture this. It's a Tuesday morning and the sun is shining outside. You're ready to finally tackle that never ending to-do list, but your toddler is throwing an epic meltdown because they, heaven forbid, got the orange cup instead of the blue cup. You're probably thinking, really kid? Really? Like it's just a cup, but for them, it is a disaster. It's the end of the world. So if you've ever felt like a helpless passenger on a wild emotional roller coaster, know that you're not alone. Parenthood really is a journey filled with incredible highs and let's face it, some truly, can we say, colorful moments. But here's the good news. In today's episode, we're going to dive together into three invaluable tips that will not only help you manage those little emotional outbursts, but help you regain a sense of calm and control in your parenting journey. So whether you're a seasoned parent of a kid in school who's seen it all or a newbie still trying to decode toddler tantrum language, stick around. You're about to discover how to manage their emotions before they manage you. Let's get started, mama. Hey mama, welcome to the Energize Mama podcast. Do you want a better work-life balance and more time and energy? Do you find yourself thinking, how can I add more hours into the day? Or are you Googling how to deal with mom guilt and can my marriage survive toddlers? Do you wake up with big goals only to feel overwhelmed and defeated when you have no one to help you and your littles aren't listening to you again? Hey, I'm Cheyenne. I too was an exhausted mom away from the help of my family. I too felt constantly drained with a strong-willed toddler and wished I could find balance between being a wife, a mom, stepmom, and entrepreneur. I wanted more energy to give myself and my husband, to discipline my kids confidently and incorporate faith into our home, all the things, right? But I kept telling myself that I couldn't do it feeling this exhausted and without a community supporting around me until I found a healthy balance of endless energy and raising Jesus-loving littles. In this podcast, you will find that too. You will find time and energy boosting tips and tricks, guidance for disciplining your littles, and what to do when you have no help so that you will find balance between all your roles. Stop feeling drained and learn to trust your own mom tuition. Time to grab those headphones, pour that green smoothie, and get ready to get your daily energy boost. I've got you, mama. Now, I'm sure in the opening of this podcast, when I was describing that Tuesday morning scenario, I'm sure each of you listening probably went to a similar scenario in your head. You know, maybe it was this morning, maybe it was just a few minutes ago, and that's why you clicked on this episode, or maybe you've had some space between those tantrums now. And um, if that is you, perhaps you're one of the luckier ones here listening to this podcast. Now, I by no means am an expert on child development or the psychology behind the why, of children's emotions, but that actually does 
make me think of that. That would be an amazing episode. I think that's one that I would love to have an expert come on and talk about more of the why behind children's emotions. But today I come to you as a mom and I come to you as one that has had a background of 10 years of nannying. And also I currently have a three and a half year old and a 14 year old, um, but, and also a, a six month old. So I have been in the thick of helping manage my own children's emotions, especially my preschooler. And so I know that one way that can help us sometimes when we're in the thick of it, when we're in the thick of some of the most challenging battles and challenges of our lives, whether it's in parenting or um, outside of parenting, is trying to bring a depth of understanding to the situation. And so um, where I am by no means an expert here, I did look up some things about children's emotions before we want to dive into how to manage them. And just know, Mama, that more than likely, whatever you're experiencing with your little one is probably totally normal. It is very normal for kids to feel kind of all the emotions at once, right? I know in a matter of a moment, you can experience everything from joy to anger, sadness, fear, frustration. I mean, and it comes out in really big and explosive ways. And I know it can be really, really overwhelming for us to one, see and witness our sweet little baby experience that. Also to know how to handle it. How do you tackle this, right? And just know that before we ta- we dive into tackling it, that when your children are this young, they're regulating their emotions for the first time. And something that may have not bothered them before may bother them now. And sometimes things go away and they come back because your children are growing at such a rapid rate. It's almost when our children are babies, right? In their first year of life, you know, um, if you're like me, I downloaded all the apps and got all the emails to talk about every week of development. And it's like as they grow, their brain matures. It's amazing how all of a sudden, say a baby who um, never had that fear like stranger danger before, all of a sudden around eight, nine months realizes this same person that maybe I've been going to for weeks or months like a caregiver even say you drop your kids off at church in the nursery and all of a sudden one week your baby just freaks out when you're gone because they're emotional and their brain development is growing and so that's why they're starting to experience new things that never used to bother them before so that continues on of course when our children really start to open up and their world really begins to change especially around the age of two two and a half and then you place them into new circumstances like a lot of children begin perhaps going to daycare or preschool, or they start joining clubs or sports teams. So now they're experiencing a lot of different stimuli, a lot of different areas that make them feel a lot of different things for the first time. And so when your child is expressing a lot of different emotions, they're probably feeling all of that inside. So it's just, I think, a good mention for us to remember, like, when we are when our child is experiencing these emotions it is definitely 10 times harder on them than it is us so always remembering that trying to put ourselves like in their shoes is a good start to figure out a way to manage their emotions and allow you to um, healthily manage your emotions so that the situation doesn't escalate and get worse than it needs to be. All right, mama. So we are ready to dive into the practical side, right? 
like the practical, the tactical, the tips that I have for you of how to effectively manage your children's emotions. And before I dive into this, I wanted to share with you while I was doing my research for this episode, I came across there is a psychologist who's kind of become known for he popularized the concept of emotional intelligence and significance. And his name is Daniel Goleman. So before his studies and his research um, was put out there into the world, there wasn't a lot of conversation about children's emotions, right? Maybe you, um, you know, grew up with parents or they've talked to you about, or you grew up in a household where, you know, you come from that saying where children are seen and not heard. So being seen is more being just seen physically, right? And children doing things that they say just because, just because I said this, right? Uh, Where Daniel Goleman, you know, he did his research and it came out, um, I believe in the nineties, you can definitely um, quote me on that go back. Um, But I was right. I didn't write the exact um, date down, but he basically um, has a theory about how um, children's emotions, how um, is actually when they are having all these emotions, uh, reacting to different stimuli, different situations, it's actually showing emotional intelligence and learning how to manage them, um, especially positively and negatively is going to impact them for the future. And it is our job as parents um, to help them have like self-awareness, um, help them have self-regulation, um, learn motivation behind the emotions or what to do with them, how to develop empathy. Um, Ultimately, this is very important for social skills. So, you know, when you feel a lot of pressure as a parent, um, you know, my husband and I were talking about this the other day, how parents have definitely, I think, a bigger weight on their shoulders. You know, every generation is different. And where the generation before us and before them, maybe it was more about providing for the physical needs, you know, making sure your children have uh, a roof over their home or their head and making sure they're, you know, fed. Now we have this, you know, this responsibility, this weight to make sure that we nurture our children's emotions and help them become fully functioning, healthy adults, right? So it is that double whammy. And the thing is, we get to choose. We get to choose how we want to navigate this. And the first time you're going to encounter this um, topic is probably going to be maybe right where you're at, because that's why you're listening to this episode. But right when your child gets around two, three, you know, those infamous uh, sayings of I've got a, you know, a, they're in their terrible twos, or they're being a three-nager. It's like, that's when the emotions tend to conquer the day. That's when they get the most thrown off by them. And you also have the potential of getting the most thrown off. So that's why today I'm going to give you three tips of how to effectively help them so that they can, of course, help grow into healthy, socially regulated adults. It's going to help them become better problem solvers, develop better social skills, um, have healthier relationships, whether it's friends or romantic relationships in the future. But of course, um, also make sure that you guys have a good and healthy relationship in those first five years of that foundational years of their life. So first and foremost, we are going to go into tip number one. There's going to be three tips today. So if you're taking notes or you want to put notes on your phone, this is tip number one, and it is creating a safe space for expression. Okay. So what does that mean? What is, what is the, 
why behind that, right? Well, when you foster an environment where children feel comfortable sharing their emotions and thoughts and and concerns, psychological studies actually emphasize the importance of this because it's going to give them a healthy, secure attachment to you. They're going to develop a closer trust bond with you, but also a healthy, secure attachment to who they are and acknowledging their feelings and feeling okay um, with who they are. So how you can actually usher in a safe space. Sometimes it is an actual environment of physical, right? Like a physical space that you can um, develop, whether it is creating literally a quiet, soft space where you can take away your child from the noise, maybe in the house, away from the eyes of other siblings or of, you know, other people in the house and go take them away somewhere so they feel safe and they feel seen. But another important, important role in this of creating the safe space is to make sure that you show your child that you are actively listening to them. And this is so important because it's one thing a child can sense and see um, as young as a year old when you are actually listening to them. I actually, my three-year-old right now tells me, mommy, you're not listening or mommy, listen to me, listen to me. Cause he, what is he looking for? He is not seeing whether or not I'm hearing him, he is wanting to see, am I looking at him? Am I giving him my full attention? So your children, because they're so visceral, because they're so in their emotions and they're so pure at this age, they instinctively know what it means to listen. It's probably also something you've taught them to do as well. Well, make sure that when you want to talk to your children about something important is that you actively listen. So again, make eye contact, give them your full attention, put your phone down and really aim to empathize with your children's feelings. You want to basically help them see that you feel them, that you understand where they're going. And what you can do practically in this is just using empathetic language like, wow, buddy, I see how this upsets you, or I'm so sorry this makes you so sad. Instead of saying, you shouldn't be crying over this, or you um, sh- don't cry, stop it, shut up, you know, those kind of things. Those are harsh criticisms and almost punishment, where, of course, when it comes to safety, that's always mine and my husband's uh, you know, navigation here is we always say, you know, when is it appropriate for us to say that, you know, to just close it down, shut it down, you know, shut down the tantrums, like is basically when it comes to safety. Of course, there are times when your toddler may say, no, mommy, I want to run in the road. Well, obviously we know that is a point where you have to close it down. Then you can have a discussion later, right? About why this is important to listen to mommy and daddy and what can happen if you run in the road. But in those moments, of course, your goal is not then to nurture your child's emotions and be active listening. Your goal, ultimate goal is to protect them. But in almost every other case, active listening can happen. Empathy can happen. And also make sure that your responses to what they're saying is as non-judgmental as possible. I think this is one of the hardest parts of parenting because we all see things through our own lens, right? Even when we're having conversation with adults, with other 
people in our lives, we're looking through our lens, through our experiences, and we can very inadvertently judge people's emotions based on how we would do things, how we would handle things. So try your best to see your child absolutely pure, clean slate. See how even though if something that bothers them doesn't bother you or something that scares them doesn't scare you, it's just like there's probably a lot of things in your children's life that delights them that does not delight you. You know, maybe you don't like getting dirty and your child loves it. Maybe your kid is absolutely obsessed with things on um, on the on YouTube, right? Like big any blippy fans out there. Well, and of course, some of these shows maybe drive us nuts. nuts but what's important is that your children feel these emotions and that their emotions should be validated. So tip number two, we made it through tip number one is creating a safe space for expression, right? Giving your children those non-judgmental responses, giving them ap- active listening, sharing with them empathy. Well, now, of course, the next step is teaching emotional regulation, right? Because we all get in our feelings sometimes, right? Cue the Drake song in my feelings. Sometimes we all get emotional, but it's about what do we do with those emotions? That's what is really important to emphasize to your little ones. It's not the problem that they feel the emotions. It's what do we now do with them now that we have this emotion? And studies actually show and science will back up that it's a critical skill actually for children to regulate their emotions for their overall emotional well-being. Because there are times where, of course, they can be all over the place, up and down. And it's our job as parents to help them slow down and figure out what is it I'm feeling? Why am I feeling it? If at all possible? And how do I basically cope? And of course, this depends on the age of your children. I think the most important that you can do um, to help them emotionally regulate is first and foremost is identifying emotions. So you can do this with your kids as young as two years old. You know, they're probably learning different describing words. Maybe your child's beginning to speak. And so you can simply just help them name their emotion. Just being aware of what emotion they're feeling can be so important and it opens up the conversations for the future about helping them regulate and describe their emotions. So for instance, when your child is crying, you can say, you know, is Bobby sad? Bobby sad. Or is Millie happy? Millie happy? Or is, um, Steffi, are you, um, are you scared? Steffi scared so that you can help them recognize and label their emotions actually takes a lot of the chaos away from it. Sometimes kids just feel the emotions and they don't know what to do with it. And so one way you can help them actually cope is by naming it, is by naming it. And so something we practice a lot with our son is we use the simple phrase, I totally got it from a mom I used to nanny for over 15 years ago, um, she used to always say, use your words, use your words. It's amazing how much our little ones just forget, forget when they're in their feelings to use their words. So, so often I just remind my son, Hey bud, use your words. That's even when he's whining, when he's, you know, pointing, when he's yelling, I say, Hey, you've got words, let's use them. And it's been amazing to see our son since he was two and a half. Now he's on his way to four, how his words have gotten even bigger, how he's able to speak more in sentences and describe his emotions more. And I really believe it's because we started with him while he's young. And so one way that you can help your children, of course, 
be able to speak their their emotions out, especially if your child, say, is delayed with speech or they're too young to speak and describe too much, you can get creative. You can do something like storytelling or role-playing. Kids love, love, love playing, right? That is the name of the game. When they are so little, everything to them is play, 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 play. So use that in your favor to try to get the message across, right? Think in parenting, it's really important, especially when you have littles. It's not so much the method that you use. It's about the end game, right? It's almost like picking your battles, right? It's like, is it important that your child does and explains to you or handles their emotions the way you want? Or is it important that they feel seen and heard and are able to cope in a way that makes sense to them? Now, if your child is really overwhelmed and really like not able to use their words, not able to hear any sense of reason, um, they don't want to look at you in the eye, they don't want to, you know, do this, what do you do then? Well, you can also teach them some deep breathing. You can teach them mindfulness exercises. You can even engage them in sensory activities. I've noticed sometimes when um, our son gets really overwhelmed and he's or he's really throwing a fit, he's actually overwhelmed. He's been overstimulated or he needs to get away in a quiet area or do something where he's using more of his senses. When when they're really in their head and their emotions, everything feels scrambled. Where if you can, again, even a hug sometimes is a sensory thing, right? Feeling that touch, singing them a song, stroking their back or getting them completely distracted. With young ones too, something that I think we often forget is that we think it has to be done this way right now. But I think you as a parent, only you can answer this, is ask yourself, but does it? Does it actually have to happen right now the way I want? I think you can save yourself a lot of stress and battles by letting yourself and your kid off the hook by even just distracting them and getting them out of that emotional roller coaster and then approaching them later about what was upsetting them. Recently, my son um, has started a new preschool and he struggles with leaving preschool. It's such a good problem to have because he's having such a good time that he actually doesn't want to go home. And so it's bittersweet because, of course, we love him and we want him to come home and feel good at home. And he does. But that leaving the playground is hard, especially because at his old preschool, everybody used to leave at the same time where now everybody leaves separately. So it's a little bit harder, I think, for him to see other kids play and him have to leave. And so recently, um, he had a big kicking, screaming fit of leaving the playground and my husband had to pick him up and he was screaming and crying. It was a really bad tantrum. And I actually recorded him from behind. I recorded a video of him wanting to show him later when he was calmed down and talk to him about hey, buddy, can you name what emotions you were feeling? In the moment, he could not tell us what was wrong. He was so upset. All he kept saying was, I don't want to leave. Put me down, put me down, put me down, put me down. You put me down. And he just was a beyond reason. So we scooped him up, held him close, got him buckled in the seat, got him to diffuse, distracted him um, with some water, put some music on on the way home. And then later when we were home, I showed him the video and I said, hey, bud, can you show me or share with me what emotions you're feeling? And he was so much better in that moment being able to say, well, yeah, Mason was sad. 
Mason didn't want to leave school. And so that's another option where it doesn't necessarily help you in the moment to help your, or meaning your kids don't always want to identify their emotions in the moment. Sometimes you have to first help them cope, help them cope, help them get out of that emotional cycle that's there. And then later you can go to the more practical guidance and actually break down the emotions for them and help them through it. All right, we're here to the final and last tip that I have for you today. And this one may make you cringe a little bit just because it may be the most challenging one or maybe not. I'm all about in all of my methods and everything that I live by and what I teach in my programs and in my private Facebook community is all about focusing on control. I really believe life is a, is a game of focus, right? Like what you, what you focus on is what you're going to fixate on, right? And you don't want to fixate your mind and your energy on something that's not going to serve you. And my course, the more energy method, I actually help moms break down the cycle of draining, what drains them, because so often we focus on the things that we can't control and that can just continue to train, yeah, sorry, drain us even more because we're focusing on the wrong things, right? Is like when you are in this cycle of continuing trying to tackle the same thing, but not getting any results, it can just make you feeling more defeated, more frustrated and more overwhelmed. And it can be hard for us sometimes to differentiate, do I have control over this or don't I? have control over this, right? Or is this a me problem or is this another's? Because sometimes we don't even realize we're trying to control things that actually have nothing to do with us. And so again, that's something I break down for each mom specifically in her own life in my program, The More Energy Method. And if you would like more information on that, all you have to do is go to the show notes below. But coming back to this example is So often we sometimes think that it's our job to manage our toddler's emotions and we don't take a step back to think, well, wait a second, I don't actually have control over their emotions. Maybe I have control over helping them, but I don't have control over what they have an outburst over, right? What, what hurts them? What fuels them? What, what makes them sad and emotional? And it's also, it's not even them or me, sorry, it's, it's a them. So it's, out of your control and it's external, right? This is not out of your control and internal. There's those kind of issues too, but this is like a double whammy. This is out of your control and it's an external, it's a different person. You can't control your child. I think that that is very, very, we become very aware of that. The moment our children start crawling and walking, they have a mind of their own, right? They develop their own personality. So I like to say, let's bring the focus back to what you can control and bring it back to you. What can you control in this situation, right? And what you control is you. You can control your emotional responses, whether it's just in general, in your life, in your day to day, because as we know, our children's are mirrors to us, right? They mirror what we do, but also, especially in those moments, there are so many moments, mamas, when my child is screaming and frustrated that I just want to scream right back. Right. And Hey, if you do it, you're totally human. You're totally normal. No mom is going to be perfect with that. Right. But the more that we can model and shape the response we actually expect and want from our child, the more that they are going to see that and be more 
apt to actually do that themselves. So it's so important that we have a self-awareness of how are we reacting, especially when our children are in those heightened emotion states, because they will remember that, whether it's something they remember subconsciously or unconsciously, you know, um, they will remember it. And so it's really important to realize, like, how am I expressing my emotions when my child is acting this way? How am I modeling behavior that I want them to follow or I don't want them to follow? Also something I've been specifically working on lately because our son is again, um, on his way to being four years old, I'm starting to express how I feel emotionally. Our son has this uh, thing. I don't know where he got it from, but he loves to ask us, are you okay? And he's really an empath. I feel like he, the probably for the past year, he asked me continually, mommy, are you okay? Are you okay? And it's very sweet. And very often I just say, yeah, buddy, I'm okay. But I've noticed recently that especially if he catches mommy crying, which I don't let him see all of my breakdown, all of my emotional moments, but there have been some times where I've purposely let me let him see it. And when he asks me, are you okay? I'll say, no, buddy, I'm not okay. Mommy is sad. And then we have a conversation about it. And that in actual scientific research, they say that it is so important for your children to see you experience a range of emotions so that they can actually see that it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel frustrated. Talk about it. Talk about it openly about your feelings and how to work through them and how they very much mirror your children's as well. And then you can model these effective conflict resolution strategies, which your children can absolutely um, learn from. Of course, you know, what's great is also apologizing to your child. You know, how often do we expect or want an apology from our children? Think ask yourself, how often do I do it? When's the last time I apologized to my child? Whether it's something that you said to them that was harsh or something you did, um, you know, that's something that you can just reflect on as, you know, this episode starts to come to an end, you know, think about how can you better model the healthy emotional responses that you want, because it's really going to positively impact your children's emotional development. And I promise you, the more that you practice this, it's actually going to help you grow and develop as a person and also allow you to get closer to your child. Hey mamas, you did it. You made it through this episode. I know that was a challenging one. It was quite deep, but I really believe that if you put these three tips into practice, if you work on first and foremost, of course, working to understand your children's emotions, but if you help them create a safe space for expression of those emotions. If you teach them how to emotionally regulate their emotions, slow down, help them identify and and teach them coping strategies, help them problem solve. And ultimately, if you help model healthy emotional responses, I really believe that you will not feel as overwhelmed as perhaps you feel right now. And you're going to see such a growth in your children that is going to be such an amazing impact in your entire family. Now, I know that when you are ready to tackle something as big as toddler emotions in your life, it can feel really daunting, especially if you have low energy. So often in our mom's life, I know we have these ambitions. We want to help our kids with all these big things, but you can't help them if you don't help yourself. So that's exactly why I created my seven day free mom energy challenge. It's a seven day challenge that only requires five to 10 minutes of your time that will give you that time 
times a million back in your life. Every day you'll have little exercises to do, little mindfulness thoughts, and basically it's going to give you five to 10 minutes a day to focus on you. And I promise by the end of the week, you will feel so much better and so much more revived and able to tackle this, whether it's managing your toddler's emotions, helping them sleep through the night, helping them eat better, whatever it is that you have in your big mama plate, you're going to be able to do better because you've put this time and invested it in yourself. So go to the show notes and go ahead and sign up and download your seven day mom energy challenge right now, mama. And please do yourself a favor, grab a friend, grab someone who's going to keep you accountable that you can do it together. You can discuss the little activities and the questions with. And if you're looking for moms like that, please feel free to come join my private Facebook group where it's a bunch of moms of littles all connected together, sharing our stories, sharing our insights and our wisdom. Sometimes sometimes having just a little, you know, dump day where you just got to dump it out and, and, and let everybody, you know, see you and be heard and, and you are safe there. There's no judgment in our groups. We're there to be a shoulder to cry on, to lift you up and help you feel ready to go and re-energized for your mamahood journey, no matter where you're at. So you can find us at momnationcommunity.com, or you can go ahead and scroll down again to the notes below. Those notes down there are juicy. They're full of resources, full of extra knowledge. So please go visit them while you're in a safe spot to look at them. No checking it out while you're driving mamas. And I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you for, um, you know, joining me on today's episode. Please make sure to subscribe. Um, I've got some really great episodes coming up. Now, this episode is being released in November. So I, of course, am thinking all about the season of giving, of thankfulness. So my next few episodes are going to focus on how you can have a grateful heart, how you can teach your children about gratitude and gratefulness, even if they're under the age of five, and how you can have that just be a, a, a emotion that permeates in your house, right? Let's focus on those good, healthy emotions. And if you love this episode, if you love this show, one of the best ways that we can help more moms hear it and get it into more moms' hands is by leaving a review. Remember those show notes. You can just go to the bottom of the show notes and you can leave me an Apple review and let me know what you thought about this episode. And also that's a great way where you can give me feedback as far as what episodes you'd like to hear in the future. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Energize mama podcast. It is my honor to be here to serve you, to love on you. And here's one big virtual hug from me to you. And I'll see you on the next episode.